Hi friends, thanks for tuning in to Soul Talks. We're Bill and Christy Galtier, and today we're talking about coronavirus, fears, and faith. In the midst of this pandemic, how do we integrate our emotions and our faith? Welcome to the Soul Talks podcast, where we equip pastors, leaders, and other men and women in ministry to thrive with Jesus in their life and leadership. Now let's join Bill and Christy Galtier, doctors in psychology, spiritual directors, and founders of Soul Shepherding. This is so important because at a time of crisis like this, we all have stress reactions, and they're Mm -hmm. different from each other. And we might not even be aware of them or, or realizing that. We might be just trying to shut down. Our feelings and our unconscious kind of can be taking over. I know for me, Bill, I have been recognizing as I spent some time reflecting this morning that my stress response is, and it's pretty predictable if I think about it as an Enneagram too, then I'm feeling like I need to take care of everybody else. And I'm stressing about that. And I'm stressing over areas where I felt like maybe I failed in that because I didn't stock up on food and supplies. (laughs) And I'm recognizing now that I'm not going to be able to get some things that uh, I wish that we had on hand and that we normally would add on hand. But, you know, with our travel schedule of late, I I haven't been shopping as much. <laughs> so, you know, just recognizing stresses coming out of thinking about, you know, my, my kids and my granddaughter and my mom and people that I care about and you and, and Brianna and our house and all of that and finding myself feeling a lot of stress that I need to to love well. And what does that look like? And does that look like staying away from this person or all people? Or does that like putting away fear and entering in to go hunt for some food? Or, you know, what does that look like? So that's an example, just personally, how right now, how my stress is manifesting in this crisis. Yeah. So everything is just topsy turvy for you and you're all discombobulated. Yeah. Our week is. Our calendar just keeps getting things changed, deleted and added, very different, very unpredictable. And yet we have to make decisions in each of these things. So I'm feeling all of that. Yeah, we were supposed to be in Grand Rapids uh, at Baker Books, our publisher for our book, talking about uh, having an exciting time with the editorial marketing team, talking about Journey of the Soul, a practical guide to emotional and spiritual growth. And we've worked hard in that book and we're real excited to be releasing that in early 2021 and uh, that got canceled because of the travel restrictions and the coronavirus situation and other things on our calendar have been canceled and we've realized that we uh, really need to shift our programming and in our podcast and our blog and so lots of things have changed and the normal routines are, are all different and so that's that's really impacting us in our schedule and you're saying that in in the uh, upside down unpredictability uh, shifting things going on of that along with the, the the fears related to the coronavirus it's put you in a position of a, a lot of stress and uh, uh, insecurity personally yeah I, I think that there are a lot of us are feeling fear on different levels or defending against it, not feeling it. What about you, Bill? How How is the stress of this crisis manifesting for you? Well, when you're stressed, you feel like you need to help people. 
mm-hmm. and and find you find security that way. Yeah. When I'm stressed, I feel like I need to perform. Like mm-hmm. I, I need to to do do stuff good and mm-hmm. and do it better. And so, yeah, I I feel some pressure around around producing. And how do you lead our soul shepherding and our team or staff at a time like this? Sure, there's part of me that just would like to go and back into denial. Oh, you know where I was uh, over a week ago, and it's like, oh, it's going to be okay, and I'm healthy, and you know, we'll be careful. And but then realizing, okay, no, the world is really different for uh, the foreseeable future, and you know, we need to mostly stay home, and uh, events are canceled, and. Uh, everything, everything is different and it's just, it's, it's very disorienting. It's very surreal for me. And so I was feeling stressed and next are feeling sorry for myself. I want to just detach from it. I want to just, you know, read or go back to my normal work and just kind of plug along and Mm -hmm. it's meaningful work and finishing the edits of our book, for instance, and we, we, you know, we do need to do that, but just realizing, you know, this is a new day and this is this, this uh, coronavirus pandemic is affecting a lot of people. And so uh, soul she- that affects soul shepherding, affects our ministry. And we, we care about you who are listening and what you're going through. And so uh, the content that we had planned for this week is not as helpful as it needs to be because it's not related to what's going on. So we need a place where we can face our feelings and safety and share them and really interact with bringing that into our honest relationship with God. We just did that with our staff. We just had a Zoom meeting, and we're hearing some of the other ways fear, crisis, stress is coming out for them. Yeah, all four of us checked in. This is essentially what we want to do in this podcast. Where you know the point of this podcast is, we're saying to you, well, you know, how are you? How is your family? How are you feeling? How, how are you dealing with this crisis? And uh, we wish we could just sit down and have a have a soul talk with you. So we're inviting you in into ours to help you ar- articulate those feelings. And yeah, I wish you could have just sat in on our executive team meeting because uh, each each person had different different things to share. You know, uh, one of us has a child working at a coffee shop, uh, adult child, and uh, there's a lot of business at that coffee shop right now. They have not closed, and people come in coughing or bringing in sick kids, and, you know, that's that's scary. And uh, some of us, like Christy, as you just shared for us, you know, well, we didn't stock up on groceries, and other people, instead of buying one week's worth of groceries, they bought a whole month, and, and maybe that's... Uh, the prudent thing to do, but it, we, then the stores have run out. And so then people that, that didn't do that don't have anything. And so that can be scary. And uh, yeah, our staff member articulated that as societal misbehavior is something he's afraid of. And it was like, that's good articulation because there's a lot of that going on. Yeah. Well, like somebody bought uh, 20,000 bottles of hand sanitizer in the East Coast. And so nobody could get hand sanitizer unless they'd pay exorbitant prices from this guy that bought it all. And then Amazon uh, shut them down. That would be for sure an example of societal misbehavior. <laughs> a lot of crazy stuff. I mean, people yeah. are lining up at gun stores because they don't feel safe. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, you know, I don't think that's making the world safer. Uh, we've got uh, people losing money. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're a contractor or the, some companies are having layoffs and uh, churches are free, donations going down and having to do budget cuts and 
this is a, it's a scary time. Uh, tension between family members because different family members handling the crisis differently. You know, one family member being, you know, really careful and sanitary and staying away from all people and really hunkering down to, to not get sick and make sure they don't get anybody else sick. And then another family member feeling like, well, I'd like some space and to, uh, I, I want to be able to be with my friends and do some fun things. And it's like, you know, both are understandable, different people, different situations. Uh, but you might feel in the middle of that. And what do you do? Well, yeah. And then there's the fear, you know, if you think about if you feel vulnerable to getting sick and you get afraid of being isolated and alone in that sickness, or even it can bring up fear of death for people and dying alone. I, I think there's a lot of fears and we're not, you know, some of you might be saying, Bill, Christy, stop talking about this. My anxiety level is getting higher and higher as <laughs> I'm listening to you. Um, but that's not why we're saying these things. We're saying these things because we want to name the elephant. Mm -hmm. It's actually helpful and healthy to articulate our emotions. Yeah, and, and we often what you've just articulated there, Christy, is that we we will avoid things that are fearful, painful, sad, frustrating because it's it's unpleasant, and so and we don't want to feel that we don't. It, and it, it, you start feeling worse at first when you when you look at it, when you talk about it. And some of us have tapes running in our mind. Oh, that's feeling sorry for yourself or that's wallowing in the mud and this kind of thing. But actually to articulate our experience uh, in prayer to God who's always listening and always has open arms to us or to a friend who is a safe person that will, will listen and care, that is always a helpful uh, orienting, validating, strengthening uh, uh, posture to get into so that we can move forward with God in faith and with courage. You know, I think, too, as I'm reflecting on our staff meeting we just had, that here each person was articulating their fear, and yet I didn't leave that meeting with escalating fear and anxiety. And I think that the reason why is because each one of us, though we were being honest about our fears and even worst-case scenarios, we all are anchored in the kingdom of God. We anchored. all yeah, we're all have anchored. this trust in Jesus and his goodness at work and that this isn't a surprise to him. And so there's some level to which even though we are facing the fears and articulating them and verbally, verbalizing them and listening and empathizing with each other, we also are still very grounded and connected in Christ and we know what where our hope really lies and what really matters. But integrating faith and feelings it's not something that, you know, is easily known how to do. Yeah, empathy is grounding, and we need to be on the ground to have faith that's healthy and uh, effective. And so to be in relationship where we can be honest and, and real and support each other is fundamental to healthy trust in God. And in fact, it's uh, essential to how we trust in God is to be part of the body of Christ and to love one another. And so, yeah, this is this this message is uh, very central to soul shepherding, but not not common. It's not we're not hearing a lot of this right now in the talk about the coronavirus, and even as it relates to ministry talks, Christian talks. There's a, a lot of talk about uh, having faith and uh, being strong but not uh, much awareness about, well, how does that integrate with emotion? 
So an example would be Second Timothy one seven is one of the promises that we're quoting a lot to each other right now, and it's a is a great promise for a time such as this. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, of love, and a sound mind. And that's that's a great uh, insight and a great encouragement from Paul. However, if you just lift it out of its context and you put into it an attitude that's kind of like, be tough uh, and just go forward and have courage uh, and don't give in to fear, then what happens is it's, it encourages people to deny their emotions, to negate how they're feeling, and to feel embarrassed and ashamed for having those emotions of fear or anxiety or sadness or frustration or being discombobulated. I feel like we shouldn't feel that way, particularly people who are more sensitive or tender or uh, process life through their feelings more readily they, they get shut down by that kind of talk. And then what we're tempted to do, and especially people that aren't as aware of their feelings, but really all of us, is to then act and just try to be, be strong, be, be happy, and we, as though that is what it means to have faith. Well, I'd love to hear more about what you've been gleaning in your reading from Second Timothy today. Well, it's such an encouraging passage in this time, but what we miss is the context of that chapter. I think that's really important to, to really get the, the, the blessing and the impact of this promise in verse 7 that, that we, we love to quote at times like this. Paul is, is coming from uh, a, a greeting where he says, grace, mercy, and peace to you, which is a, a, lot, of, a lot of heart, a lot of support for, for us. And then very specifically, because this is a letter to, to Timothy, he's uh, giving Timothy empathy for his sadness. He uh, puts words to Timothy uh, being tearful the last time they were together because Paul and Timothy were spiritual father and spiritual son, and they were very connected to each other. And because of Paul being imprisoned, they were, were separated, and that was sad for both of them. And Timothy in particular had been crying about that. And they've been praying for each other. And, and Paul in particular references that he'd been praying for Timothy. And so he's, he's offering empathy to him. Mm, I so appreciate you bringing that out because that's so easy to miss. It's so easy to just read that passage and get the, oh, I'm not supposed to be afraid, but I am afraid. And so then I feel shame. And then mm-hmm. I, I miss all this that you're talking about. That's exactly the point is that we are prone to shut down our fear or other emotions that are vulnerable and think that the way to have faith is to is to be be tough. Yeah, and I've missed Paul's empathy to Timothy here. And so when Paul says to him, for God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, of love, and a sound mind, it's coming on the heels of him giving empathy. And the purpose of, of Paul giving this word is, is a word of affirmation because Timothy is struggling with fear, not in a pandemic crisis like we're in, but around using his gifts. Mm-hmm. And so he's, he's needing his spiritual father to, first of all, connect with him and uh, embrace him emotionally, which he's doing in his, in his greeting and in his initial words that are empathetic. And then he's, he's needing his spiritual father to, to build him up and remind him of the gifts that he has. So Paul's saying to him, look, 
remember these gifts that you have. And I, I was there when we laid hands on you. And I've seen the faith of your mother and your grandmother in you. And I want to encourage you to fan that, that gift into flame. And uh, the way to do that is to draw on the, the power of God's spirit that, that's with you and loving you. And so th- these words that are building boldness and courage, they're coming in a relational, empathetic, affirming context. That's so helpful and so important because Timothy couldn't do that alone. He needed Paul in his way of empathy and acknowledging his emotions and validating them to be communicating, I'm with you, you're not alone, and just mm-hmm. as I'm with you, God's with you. Yeah, and it, it communicates that God God cares about how you feel. Mm-hmm. And uh, when if you're listening and you're feeling afraid of when your loved one's getting sick, uh, the Lord is not going to say to you, oh, uh, hey, just be strong. Hey, God has not given you a spirit of fear. Don't, don't be afraid. Uh, hey, you, you got power. You got love. You got a sound mind. Come on, be, you know, buck up here and face this. You can do it. And, and pe- people, people need you to, to be, be cheerful and be courageous. Sometimes that's how we receive that verse. Well, yeah, and it's, it's I mean, as doctors of psychology, with the study we've done and the work we've done with people, we know how that is damaging to a child that needs attachment, that needs that bonding and that safety to just give them, you know, this encouraging, you know, you could do it, you're, you know, you're up for this expectation that they would just be able to be strong and not have any emotion. It's actually damaging when they're, they're needing bonding and attachment. And it's the same for us in adult bodies. We need, we still need the bonding and the attachment, the care. That's right. We need, we need more than in our parent and our friend and our, our pastor. We need more than a football coach or a cheerleader. Yes. We need someone that's really with us. We need the, the incarnational presence. And that's what Jesus brings us, uh, come, comes to us, brings uh, Emmanuel, God with us. And, and that's what empathy does. And it helps, it helps to strengthen our faith. Faith is trust. And to trust God, we need to be in a relational posture. Uh, so this is so important as we're talking with each other during this coronavirus pandemic and all the repercussions of this, all the, the disorientation of your routines being disrupted and the different stressors and the different relational impacts. There's maybe more conflict in our relationships and our, our families because of these stress reactions that you mentioned, Christy. And so we just need to really lean into this with, uh, with gentleness and patience and with uh, paying attention to how, how we're feeling personally and the people around us and being able to talk about that in ways that are attentive and caring and know that that is part of building up faith. This is so important, especially right now when we're hearing all this about social distancing. <laughs> we don't want to socially distance emotionally. We don't want to disengage from each other and from God and even from ourselves. We want to stay bonded and connected and empathetic and able to to love well, even if we're having to keep six feet between us. We can have a heart-to-heart conversation six feet apart or over the phone or on a, a video call or on this podcast. And in this example, through a letter that Paul sent to Timothy. That's right. And the letter that God has sent to us. Yeah, so we have a, a real opportunity in this time. All, all of you, whether you're a, a pastor or a, a worker, 
uh, in your family, in your small group, uh, and even if your small group is meeting virtually, we have an opportunity to listen to each other, to uh, verbalize what we're, what we're really feeling, and offer empathy, pray for each other, and uh, build up faith that way. And as we're putting out, uh, especially us who are in ministries, we're putting out communications of various kinds by email or letter or social media posts, uh, certainly our sermons, it makes a big difference how we talk about scriptures like 2 Timothy 1.7 and putting them in the context so that what, what we say is, is consistent with uh, the Psalms, for instance, and which are always emotionally honest. Some are wonderful, cheerful praise songs, but many, most of the Psalms are laments, and they're coming out of times of stress and difficulty, and they're, they're really uh, authentic prayers and that that's part of the faith that's part of the worship is is being real and not not rushing to fix problems but but being together with the reality of what we're experiencing and so uh, we all can learn to be wounded healers where we articulate through our own life how we're feeling and what we're struggling with it helps the people listening to us put words to to what they feel well, and when I do that, when I articulate what I'm feeling, it like unclogs the pipe so that God's truth and present and hope and love can actually get in and I can receive it instead of I've got this shield up trying to protect my emotions, but it also blocks God's truth from really being internalized. Yeah, yeah, that's right. It's hard to hear God's voice if we're clogged up with repressed emotions. We've been internalizing stress because the channel through which we hear God's voice is our our own thoughts and feelings. That's how we, uh, even reading scripture to discern what it means, we've got to think about it. We've got to feel about it. So it's important that we experience that cathartic relief, uh, that cleansing that comes by sharing our life and our experience and our needs and our emotions with somebody who gives us compassion. And then that can really uh, help us now greatly in, in our ministry. And so uh, personally, that's, that's my journey. You know, you've been giving me empathy last week and, my, and this week, the feelings that I've had about the uh, coronavirus, and that has helped me get into a posture to pray. And uh, I started praying last week, well, Jesus, what would you do if you were me? If you were Bill and you were leading Soul Shepherding, how would you respond to the coronavirus? And it helped me to realize, well, you know, the Lord has given us a platform like this podcast and you listening who are in our community and just thinking about the pastors and leaders of many kinds, the servants of the Lord that we connect with and thinking about all the, the, the different messages that we're getting in our society, through the news, even in our churches and Christian podcasts, this message about integrating feelings and faith is, is not a common message. And so I, I realized, well, we need, we need to talk about that. We, we need to invite our listeners into a conversation about that so that we can really bring a, uh, an authentic and uh, emotionally real faith uh, into our relationships and into our ministry. And so that's what we're doing on, uh, in Soul Shepherding this week. And so I encourage you to share this podcast with your friends. Have a soul talk. Uh, 
read our blog. You know, our, our uh, Soul Shepherding blog comes out the same day as the podcast, and they're always in sync with each other, but giving you supplemental information. And that blog's going to offer more help for you on integrating faith and emotions. And it's also going to provide you with some resources. We have some special resources uh, for this time uh, dealing with the coronavirus, and we'll have the links to that uh, in our blog. We're going to do a Facebook Live event. We're going to do a Zoom call for pastors. So you can get all the details for that in the show notes to this podcast and in the blog that goes with it. Jesus, how thankful we are to you that you integrate faith and feelings. And you showed us your emotion and scriptures and your continual trust in your Father and that you came incarnate as a man to experience and you knew the disruption and the fears and faith connection and bonding to God and his kingdom. And so we thank you that you are inviting us to be honest with you and with our our brothers and sisters, say friends that we're connected to in you, and to integrate. Will you integrate within us our faith in the midst of these temptations and these very different emotions that are being stirred up in us. Thank you that you're the one that never leaves us or forsakes us. Amen. Thank you for joining us on the Soul Talks podcast. To find out more about growing in your life and leadership, subscribe to the podcast and visit us at soulshepherding.org. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram 